In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, it's great to be with all of you on this feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary. Also, Saturday is a day in which we honor Mary. Mary has many wonderful titles. Mary is known as the Mother of God. Mary is the Mother of the Church. Mary is the Mother of each and every one of us. Also, when we pray that beautiful prayer at the end of the Rosary, that prayer is the Hail Holy Queen. We invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's turn to Mary. And this feast day of her Holy Rosary, as well as the first Saturday of the month. So let's pray together that prayer that Mary loves most. We call it the Hail Mary, also the angelic salutation. Together, let's pray to Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now we'd like to invite to be with us our spiritual director. What a great privilege it is to have as our spiritual director the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is uh, has many titles also. Holy Spirit is known as the Paraclete. Holy Spirit is also known as the Gift of Gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the Sweet Guest of the Soul. Holy Spirit is also known as the Sanctifier. So, Holy Spirit is also known as the Counselor or the Consoler. Holy Spirit is also our interior master. If we read Romans chapter 8. St. Paul reminds us in these words, we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's invite the Holy Spirit to be with us And to pour his light on our minds. 
to lighten our minds with the light of his truth. As well as to set our hearts on fire with love for God and God's holy will. As we pray, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be a world without end. Amen. Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Dominic, pray for us. Blessed Alan de la Roche, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. How true it is, my friends, the family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at peace. So after praying with you together, I promise that I'll be praying, I'll pray for all of you in the greatest of all prayers. That prayer is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That prayer is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And I'd like to offer these specific intentions.
first intention, I'd like to pray that all of us today would strive to be open to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. In fact, our sanctification depends on being open to the Holy Spirit. Perhaps we can pray this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Next intention. I'd like to pray for our families. Pray for our families especially for the conversion of our family members. Then for the sanctification of our family members. And then finally for the salvation of our family members. My next intention, I'd like to pray in a special way for all those who will be dying today. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Pray that all that will die today, that they would turn to God's mercy and be saved. And let's pray for ourselves for the grace of all graces. That all of us would die in the state of grace. Nothing more important than that. So, my friends, let's start off our conversation by talking about Mary today. Today is the feast day of the Holy Rosary. It also happens to fall on the first Saturday of the month. So like first of all to talk about what Our Lady Fatima said about the first Saturdays and then we'll talk about the feast day of the Most Holy Rosary and the many graces that flow from praying the Most Holy Rosary. When Our Lady appeared to Lucia, she encouraged Lucia as well as us to make the five first Saturdays of the month. And if we make the five first Saturdays of the month, Mary promised to be with us, to help us, to die in the state of grace and to be saved. 
So these are the requirements. To try to go to confession within a week before or a week after the first Saturday. It's always important to make good confessions. Second, our lady wants us to pray the Holy Rosary. Every day, but especially the first Saturday of the month. Next intention Next intention would be to meditate upon the mysteries of the rosary. Fifteen minutes. Then of greatest importance to carry out, the, it's the five first Saturdays of the month. So, if you start today, it'd be October, November, December, January, February. Taking up to February, we'd already be getting close to Lent. But also, not only to go to Mass, but to offer a communion of reparation. That's very important. This communion of reparation a lady wants us to offer reparation for five specific sins or offenses against her Immaculate Heart. And I'd like to go through them briefly. Injustice, when we commit a sin, we're obliged, injustice, to offer some type of reparation. For that reason, when we go to confession, part of the confession is we have to carry out the penance that the priest has given to us. That's part of the five steps of making a good confession. A lady wanted us to offer prayers of reparation for the these following offenses, and there are five sins against her immaculate heart that we she wants us to repair, offer up reparation for these sins. The first would be the sins against her Immaculate Conception. Immaculate Conception means that Mary was conceived without the stain of original sin. We say that prayer, O Mary conceived without sin, pray for us of recourse to thee. The second would be the sins against Mary's perpetual virginity. This is another one of the four Marian dogmas. That Mary was virgin, perpetual virgin, but she was virgin 
before the birth of Christ to conceive Christ through the Holy Spirit, during the birth of Christ, and after the birth of Christ. Now the third act of reparation would be the sins against Mary's divine maternity. What we mean about that is of all the privileges or graces that God bestowed upon the Blessed Virgin Mary, the divine maternity is the greatest. And by the divine maternity we mean that Mary is the mother of God. And every time we pray the Hail Mary, we say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Then, the fourth offense against Mary would be those who desecrate the images of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That could be those who desecrate the statues of Mary, portraits of Mary, paintings of Mary, images of Mary, icons of Mary. When we have a picture or portrait of our family in our home, that portrait or picture, picture calls to mind the love that we have for our family members. Even though some of those family members have, been, have passed from this life to the next. Then the fifth act of reparation would be those who draw children away from Mary, who damage, who scandalize the little children. And today, more than ever, we have to pray fervently in reparation for certain political and academic programs that are confusing children as to their their own identity. In other words, there's a rampant militant movement within the country of transgenderism, which is influencing, even contaminating the minds of many little children. So we'd like to offer up reparation for those sins too. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Let the little children come to me. Unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So what our lady's asking is 
for us to go to Mass, the five first Saturdays of the month. And then, to offer a communion of reparation. For these sins. And Jamar, a lady promised if we do this that when we are called from this life to the next, she'll be present to us to help us to get into heaven. Here's a couple of literary sources. Today that we celebrate the feast day of the Holy Rosary, I'd like to invite all of you to eventually read and meditate upon the following. The first would be this. This is the apostolic letter of Pope St. John Paul II. It's Rosadium Virginis Mariae. The Rosary on the Most Holy Rosary of the Virgin Mary. This is the apostolic letter of Pope St. John Paul II on the Rosary itself. This was the apostolic letter that motivated me to write one of my books and this is this is my book related to the rosary. So in honor of the most holy rosary I'm presenting to you the Document of John Paul II, his apostolic letter on the Most Holy Rosary, and my own book, one of my four books that I've I've published. I've got others in the pipeline, pray for that also. I'd like to just briefly explain my own book to you as we honor Our Lady the Rosary. There are various forms of consecration to Mary. I'd like to mention a few of them. The most famous would be True Devotion to Mary by Saint by Saint Louis de Montfort. Here we have that. My studio, I've got a lot of uh, pretty good library in my studio here. 
Here's true devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. The one written by St. Louis de Montfort, True Devotion to Mary, is the classic, and it's the one on which most of the more modern consecrations are based. Many of my ideas that I have on Marian devotion spring from true devotion to Mary. I actually made my first consecration to Mary in the year 1976 when I had finished my second year in the university. That's right. And this book really changed my life. It motivated me to want to become a priest. So I'm eternally grateful to God for St. Louis de Montfort and his book, True Devotion to Mary, which he offers us a, a month preparation for Mary by meditating upon the world and its seductions and meditating upon the imitation of Christ in the Sermon on the Mount. And meditation upon our own self. Then meditation upon Jesus and Mary. Then choosing a specific day, Mary and feast day, to give yourself totally to Jesus through Mary. So true devotion to Mary is St. Louis de Montfort is is the it's the classic. It's the classic for all Marian consecrations. The next would be that of Colby. The next book would be that of Colby, Maximilian Colby. And Colby set up what is called the Militia of the Immaculata, which was a response to fight against the the Masons of the day. The Masons were violently opposed to the church back about a hundred years ago when Colby lived. So Colby set up an army, the militia of the Immaculata, to fight against the Masons and their work to destroy Catholicism. Then another one, one of my spiritual directees who en- ends up becoming a well-known priest is Father Mike Gately. Father Mike Gately wrote a modern consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary with the title, 33 Days to Morning Glory. In this, Father Mike brilliantly de- depicts 
<coughs> summarize is better said, four great Marian saints and their love for Mary, but the different way in which they they saw Mary. It's called 33 Days to Morning Glory. And what Father Mike does is the following. He takes the writings, first of all, of the person and the writings of St. Louis de Montfort. And he offers us a, a week of reflection upon the writings and the person of St. Louis de Montfort. Then he takes St. Maximilian Kolbe. St. Maximilian Kolbe. And his writings. One of the highlights of Kolbe was that Colby loved the Immaculate. He loved the Miraculous Medal. He would carry the Miraculous Medal and Colby called it his spiritual ammunition. He'd be giving out these Miraculous Medals to whoever he could. as an exterior sign of our consecration to Mary. Then Father Mike Gately took the writings of rather the person of Mother Teresa of Calcutta and her great love for Mary. And Mother Teresa had great devotion to Mary and the Rosary, but also she had great love for the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Very much in sync or in harmony with Our Lady of Fatima. Then finally, Father Mike presented the Mariology of the great Saint John Paul II. And his theology of entrustment to Mary, entrusting everything to Jesus through Mary. And finally, my own work of consecration, I took, mine is a little bit different than the others. What I did was I took the four different schemes or series in the rosary and I wrote a meditation on each one of these mysteries in the rosary. So I took the joyful mysteries, I took the luminous mysteries, I took the sorrowful mysteries and I took the glorious mysteries and each one of those mysteries of the Holy Rosary I wrote 
three to four page meditation on each one of these. So, my consecration is uh, is very richly based on the Bible itself, on the mysteries of the Rosary that you can find in the Holy Bible. In the Holy Bible. And then I, I end, because you've got those four series, the joyful, the luminous, the sorrowful, and the glorious. Then the last part of my book Total Consecration through the Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, Meditations to Prepare for Total Consecration to Jesus through Mary. Is I end the book by inviting the readers to meditate upon the seven sorrows of Mary. I wonder if you know if you know the seven sorrows of Mary. I'll mention them to you. The prophecy of Simeon that a sword would pierce the heart of Mary. The flight into Egypt. King Herod plans to kill the child Jesus. Jesus is lost and found in the temple. Fourth sorrow would be the fourth station on the way of the cross. Jesus meets Mary as he's carrying the cross. Fifth sorrow would be the crucifixion and death. The crucifixion and death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The crucifixion and death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Mary standing at the foot of the cross. The sixth sorrow would be the Pieta of Michelangelo where Jesus is taken down from the cross and placed in the arms of Mary. And the seventh sorrow of Mary would be Jesus is taken from the arms of Mary and placed in the tomb. So there we have, my friends, that would be my claim to fame, so to speak. Total consecration through the mysteries of the rosary, meditation to prepare for total consecration to Jesus through Mary. Yours truly. By Sophia Press. She actually came out 2017 the hundredth anniversary of Our Lady of Fatima's appearance to the to the children. So 
As we celebrate the feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary, I'm offering you different writings or forms or manners by which we can consecrate ourselves to Jesus through Mary. So in this classic of John Paul II, the apostolic letter on the Most Holy Rosary, John Paul II summarizes the basic purpose or thrust of this document. And it's the following. We're all called to contemplate we're all called to cont- to contemplate, my friends, to contemplate the face of Jesus Christ through the eyes and heart of Mary. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? To contemplate to contemplate the the face of Jesus through the eyes and heart of Mary. And the popes have said that the the most holy rosary is a summary. It's a summary, a synthesis, a summary of the life of Jesus and Mary. is a summary or a synthesis of the life of Jesus and Mary. So by praying the rosary, meditating upon the mystery, we get to know and love and follow Jesus Christ all the more. That's one of the primary purposes. We want to get to know, love, and have the grace to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph. That's right. We're called to contemplate the face of Jesus through the eyes and the heart of Mary. We're called to do that in this life as well as in the life to come. But Think about this. These four different series of the mysteries, they really do give us a summary. They give us a succinct summary, a summary of the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with Mary present. So much so that if you were to meet a pagan, and there are many out there today, who doesn't know anything about Christianity or Catholicism, would manifest at least a little bit of interest 
One way by which you could give a summary of our Christian Catholic faith, a biblical perspective, would it be to go through the mysteries of the rosary. That's right. To go through the mystery of the rosary, you could give a really succinct sum- summary of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and a biblical perspective. Even the non-Catholics, the Protestants, could get a lot out of med- meditating upon the mysteries of the rosary because basically the mysteries of the rosary, my friends, they are they're biblical they're biblical meditations so if we take for example the joyful mysteries the joyful mysteries that you can find all of them in the gospel of saint luke chapter 1 and 2 is we have the infancy narratives of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When Jesus was conceived, born, and when he was a child. We call these at times the infancy narratives of the life of Christ. The joyful mysteries. The Annunciation, the Visitation, the Birth of Jesus, the Presentation of Jesus in the Temple. And Jesus found in the Temple after three days of sorrowful search. These mysteries we meditate upon the season of Advent and Christmas. And Pope John Paul II suggests that we pray these mysteries on Monday as well as Saturday. Now the next mystery of the rosary were added in this new document. Now these are called the luminous mysteries or the mysteries of light. The luminous mysteries or the mysteries of light. In John Paul II accomplished a monumentous task in the sense that it always seemed to me that we're jumping from the crib to the cross, but what about the public life of Christ? So in the Luminous Mysteries, we actually have Five mysteries taken from the public life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These are wonderful scenes for our contemplation. Wonderful scenes for our contemplation.
And John Paul II suggests that we meditate upon them on Thursdays. And these mysteries in the public life of Jesus, which lasted about three years, are the following. The baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River. which we can find in Mark chapter 1. Then we have the wedding feast of Cana, where Jesus carries out his first public miracle by transforming water into wine through the intercession of his mother. That you can find in John chapter 2. And we see the power of intercession of Mary. Mary is the mediatrix of all graces. Then we have the third would be the the proclamation of the kingdom and the call to conversion. The proclamation of the kingdom and the call to conversion, which you can find in Mark chapter 1, verse 15, or Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. And the fourth would be the transfiguration of Jesus. Matthew 17. Jesus transfigured before the eyes of his apostles, Peter, James, and John. And the last luminous mystery would be the institution of the Most Holy Eucharist as well as the institution of the priesthood. This you can find in Matthew chapter 26. 26 and following have the institution of the Eucharist. Those are the luminous mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary, the public life of Jesus. Then, we move from the public life of Christ to his passion and death. And these mysteries you can find in Matthew chapter 26 and 27. The sorrowful mysteries of of Jesus. And Pope John Paul II suggests that we can pray these on Tuesdays and Fridays. The Sorrowful Mysteries, Tuesdays and Fridays. And they would be the Agony in the Garden, The scourging at the pillar, the crowning with thorns, the carrying of the cross, 
and the crucifixion and death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on Calvary. There we have, my friends and Jesus and Mary, the five sorrowful mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary. And finally, we we finish the meditation of the mysteries on the rosary by contemplating the glorious mysteries. Pope John Paul II suggests that we pray and meditate and contemplate the glorious mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary (coughs) on Wednesdays and Sunday. Sunday we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ every week. Wednesdays and Sundays. These glorious mysteries would be the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's truly risen from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. This we can find. You can find this in Matthew chapter 28. The second glorious mystery is the ascension of Jesus into heaven. You can find this in the Acts of the Apostles chapter 1. Then the third glorious mystery, my friends, is the descent of the Holy Spirit upon Mary and the Apostles. And this you can find once again the Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 in the Acts of the Apostles attributed to St. Luke. Then the fourth and fifth glorious mysteries, which would be the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. And the last would be the the coronation or the crowning of the Blessed Virgin Mary in heaven as Queen of Angels and Saints, Queen of the Universe. You can actually find these last two mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary in the last book of the Bible. And that would be the book of Revelation or also known as the book of the Apocalypse. The book of the Apocalypse or Revelation Specifically, chapter 12, verse 1 to 
chapter 12, verse 1. Which you see, an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, that's Revelation chapter 12, verse 1, which says, John saw a vision of a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon underneath her feet, and the twelve stars overhead. So in Revelation chapter 12, verse 1, we actually have the fourth and the fifth glorious mystery of the Most Holy Rosary. So what I've done for you today, and I think I think you get a lot of joy, what I've done today is I've given you the 20 mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary, found in the Joyful Mysteries, the Luminous Mysteries, the Sorrowful Mysteries, and the Glorious Mysteries. And I've given to you each and every one of those mysteries. I've pointed out where you can find these mysteries in the Bible. So I invite you to, to share my talk with many of your friends today. Maybe even some of your Protestant friends who want everything to be based on the Bible, such that the Holy Rosary that we pray is a very biblical prayer. A very biblical prayer. So let's pray the Rosary, my friends. Let's pray the Rosary. The family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at peace. The whole thrust or the purpose of praying the rosary according to Pope St. John Paul II is that we want to contemplate the face contemplate the face of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through the eyes and the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So happy feast day of the Most Holy Rosary. And I'd like to conclude our conversation by imparting to all of you my priestly blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May God bless you through the intercession of Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary. Amen.